Welcome to our predicted lineup show for Aston Villa and Southampton. Villa are away at Southampton on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Really looking forward to it. The match preview has gone down really well. So if you haven't already watched it, go and have a look at that as well. That's out on the channel. Um, but before we get into it, we're halfway through the Premier League season now. So I think we should just have a little bit of a chat about what's going on at the top. What's going on at the bottom? What we feel like is going to happen and sort of where we feel like Villa are going to finish then this season and, and sort of like halfway expectations. So um, Half-term report. It's all kicking off down the bottom. There's, um, there's some big, big clubs down there this season and I've got a feeling that one of them is going to go. Um, so I would say... What's on the screen now? Mm, Crystal Palace. Right, I'd say, for me, I'd say that is pretty much the teams that are in the relegation mix. Um, and when I say there's a big side that's going, I just, I just think Everton are gone. I do. I think you saw what happened last weekend with the, you know, that they're, they're they're on at the owners and the board and. Stopping the players getting out of Goodison. It, it's very much 2015 Aston Villa vibes, isn't it? And it's just turmoil there. And I think the problem that I think what's happened to the teams at the bottom, such as West Ham, Everton, maybe Leeds, if they're still down there, is that when, because the World Cup came at a time where normally you would start to get rid of your managers, wouldn't you? And then you'd want the new manager to come in, have a bit of a January, and then they reset. And then there's always an upturn in results, isn't that? Now, for teams like Everton, West Ham, Leeds, if they're on about getting rid of Jesse March, we're halfway through January. There's not really much time to, to settle your squad down with a new manager, is there? So I do worry for those three teams if their form continues. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on the bottom at the minute? It's very tight, isn't it? And I think it's probably going to stay like that all season. I think there's a, every one of them teams there has got a win in them at some point, haven't they? It's just who can get, well, this is the obvious thing to say, who's going to get the most wins, but I don't see any of them cut adrift. And that's, that's sort of, you can see that with the points, can't you? So 15 to 20, covers the sort of bottom seven. I always think a good indicator is your goal difference because although you're down there, you, you know, you so your Leicester and your Leeds, the minus sevens, it's not horrendous, is it? But whereas you look at Bournemouth, minus 23, that obviously means that they're, that they're conceding loads and they're not scoring many. So that's a big worry for me. Uh, that's probably an indicator of, I would probably say Bournemouth are going to go yeah, and I think one of the bottom current bottom three are also going to go, but that obviously means that that somebody above those four are going to drop in, and I think I I actually, as you all know, tick wolves to go down this season, and up until they changed the manager, I stood by that, but I think Lopetegui's come in. They look a different team now. I think they've recruited well. 
I can definitely see them now. I'm not saying they're going to fly away from the bottom, um, but I can see them getting enough points now to pull away from the bottom places. Forest are currently on a bit of a roll and they've done really well. I mean, you've got to give the manager a lot of credit there because he basically signed about 137 players <laughs> in the summer, didn't he? <laughs> and he had to sort of basically create a brand new team and he was under massive pressure. They were rock bottom. It looked like he was going to get the boot. So you've got to give their board a huge pat on the back for, for sticking with him and, and you know, and, and it's looking like it's the right decision now. Leicester are a footy team. You would say they've got enough quality to stay out of it, but they've just keep shipping goals and, and, and losing games, don't they? Just when they're, they're clear, they start losing again. So it's a really interesting race. But if I've got to put my money on it now, I think West Ham will pull clear. I think Southampton are in big trouble. Everton are in and Bournemouth. So I think... Currently, with Everton, everything that's going wrong there, Southampton have had a couple of results, but I, I, I don't particularly rate their manager. I think he's he's a bit out of his depth. That might come back to haunt me, but <laughs> Southampton, Everton, and Bournemouth for me. Yeah, oh, that, that's that's my three. I'm going Southampton, Everton, and Bournemouth, and you know, it, the, the like I was saying earlier, the problem they're going to have is that two of these, t- t- a couple of these teams at the bottom now are going to have to have new manager bounces at some time because I think if the season carried on the way it is and none of them sat their manager, I think they'd all be I think they'd all be in and around it and it'd be really, really close. I think it's it's down to a couple of those teams whether they bite the bullet, get rid of their manager and risk the manager bounce to try and get them through. Uh, because I just don't see Everton getting enough points. I think I think they're really poor. Um, well you're looking or- at four Points aren't you normally to stay up? Yeah. So they've only got fifteen at the off. So they've got <laughs> the three at the bottom, especially. They've got to get twenty-five points now from nineteen games. Which I, I also don't think it'll be forty points. I think yeah. it'll be probably mid thirties. Yeah, I, I think personally, Everton for me are nailed on twentieth place. New yeah. manager banks or not, I just think it's so similar to two thousand and fifteen sixteen season. When we were staring down the bullet, and it was it was such a horrible season, and the scenes that we're seeing with the Everton fans now are, are the scenes that we went through. You know, Villa Park was horrible to go down. I remember I sat in the North Lower that season, and it was moody as hell. The stewards were replaced with security guards. You weren't allowed to, you know, we're, we're classics, aren't we, for uh, getting the bed sheets out and, and having a moan about the board, but. Even that was banned. You used to see fighting in the, in the stands to get these bed sheets off us. Um, you weren't allowed to voice your opinion about Randy Learn. It just got so, so toxic. The results were getting hammered every week. I remember sitting there while Liverpool hammered us 6-0 on Valentine's Day. It was just awful. And the scenes that we had at Wickham away, where like mm. the... There's goose and wasn't it chewing the chewing gum and they were trying to spit it and eat it on the line. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And the the coach went, after, yeah. Yeah, the fans went mental. And rightly so, I went mental on in, in the stands. I remember Mika Richards having a chat with everyone and it got very hostile. And, and that was the mood. And I remember, I remember, you know, Bakuna, no, flipping Bakuna coming out and saying, I want <laughs> Champions League football. I'm not hanging around if we get relegated. <laughs> Stuff like that. It was just, oh, 
God, it was horrible. And these memories are buried deep, but they're just sort of resurfaced when I see what's going on at Everton. So, so for me, I think Everton. I don't think Everton. I don't think Everton's board have got the um, desire to fire Lampard. Don't they seem to be sort of pulling him into the trenches with them? I don't know yeah, if they use him as a. That's more of a case of now for them. It's like if if Lampard starts if, getting the flat, yeah. it takes deflecting it. That's so, what I mean. I think it's a deflection tactic. Yeah. Keep him in the hot seat and the results keep going bad and they'll fire it at him. But I think yeah. the fans have, have looked past that now and they're basically saying they've almost given Lampard a free pass now. They've gone straight to the top, haven't they? You know what? I always thought that Randy Lerner did that with Alex McLeish. When the money mm. ran out and then we appointed McLeish, he got barrelled. He was always going to get barrels of abuse when he from yeah. because where he come from. But I, I felt like Lerner hung him out to dry during that period. Yeah, definitely. Right, so let's have a little look. We'll work our way up then. So we'll go from about, we'll have a look at like sixth to where Aston Villa are. And Jacob Ramsey's done an interview on Villa TV yesterday. And he was saying that there's there's teams above us that we're looking to claw back and catch. So reading into that, I would say they are... Brighton, Brentford, try and catch Fulham maybe. Those are the teams I'd be looking to claw back. We've had a lot of questions about what would be a good season for Aston Villa. For me, I would take a top-half finish. I think if we can finish in the top-half, I'd be I'd be more than happy with that. I think it would be a great sort of like, um, like, a, like a building block of... You know, we finish 10th, next season we build on that and try and get to sort of your 7th and your 8th and places like that. So I think it's still all up for grabs. We're only six points off Fulham. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what where I would say we could finish. Ryan, where, would, where are you sort of looking at here then? You've got to think that Liverpool and Chelsea should be looking to jump Fulham, Brighton and Brentford. And it's just, I think it'll be like a four-way battle then uh, between us. I think Fulham are having a tremendous season, but you, you see teams come firing out the blocks like this and then slowly after 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 Christmas, after the winter months, they sort of peter off and you know they get a couple of bad results and they drop down. So a top half finish, really. You, you got to be looking at nestling in on that top 10. Um but you just never know, do you? You, you, you? I think it's out the four of us: Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, and Villa. Who who will finish? Yeah, and Fulham top will out of them four, really. more than us. So you yeah. know that could possibly be. We, we've got we've got to play Fulham at home as well, haven't we? So yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I'll be looking at nestling in with them with them four. Yeah, Justin, what are you saying? Oh, I, I agree. I think it's. I think the top four are probably away now. <sighs> I still got a sneaky feeling Newcastle would just drop out of that that fourth place. Um, it's just whether Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea can garner any kind of form together to 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 bridge that gap. And at the moment, it doesn't look that likely. But I think Newcastle are due a poor run. Um, after that, I agree. I think you you can't help but think that at some point Liverpool and Chelsea are. I mean, the amount of money Chelsea is spending it. 
at some point something's going to, if you throw enough shit at the wall, it'll stick eventually. When it's out, at some point, one of their signings is going to come off. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you would probably pencil them in for sixth and seventh. Um, so, yeah, it's then eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. And, it, and to be honest, I would take any of them positions. Yeah. I'm I can't. I can't see us dropping any further than twelfth. No, I can't see the the rest of that pack from Forest downwards catching us. So I don't see anybody below Forest or even below Palace really putting a real run together. I mean, it could happen. I mean, Wolves potentially because I still think that that there's yeah. Sneak out. And and you know, you look at you got to look at all the clubs that are below us now. Apart from say Palace and Forest, there's discontent at them all, isn't there? All of them. You know, Leicester are on to Brendan Rodgers. They've got no money. Leeds, the Leeds fans don't really like Jesse Marsh. I think it's a matter of time before he goes. Are a sinking ship. West Ham and Moyes, Everton and, you know, Lampard. So, with the vibe that we've got at Villa now, we're in a a good place. Well, I was talking about that vibe. You can only really, from Liverpool down, say that, us and probably Forest have got that feel good vibe. You know, there's discontent at Liverpool, there's discontent at Chelsea. So, yeah, um, yeah we're in a we're in a healthy position at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. I think we haven't got to get too hung up. I don't think on on finishing anywhere higher than sort of eighth or ninth, and and, and don't see it as a negative. I think at the start of the season we all said if we finished around in the top ten, we'd all be chuffed. And 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 given that we've lost a manager and we've had a lot of upheaval. I think to get a top ten finish now would be would be pretty good to be honest, and not to be sniffed at, and a real good sort of springboard onto next season. Yeah. And it's looking like they're clearing the decks pretty well this 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 window, and hopefully in the summer that will continue, and we can just bring in that bit of extra quality we need to to make a real concerted push then for the top sort of eight. Yeah, so we will get into the pretty lineup in a second, uh, but let's talk about the top then. Who is going to win the Premier League this season? Um, Ryan and Justin didn't know who was going to do this, so I've already had time to have a little bit of a think and and plan who I've picked to win the league. But I've gone with Arsenal. I I think they're going to do it, you know. I think Man City are having a little bit of a mare in, in the Premier League at the minute. Um, De Bruyne looks like he's injured as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think United are an all, all right team, but I, I think that you know they've, they've got some big fixtures to come. And I, I just think I just think Arsenal are going to do it. And I think Newcastle will get top four as well. Um, I think again another team discontent. Spurs, uh, they're having a mare at the minute as well. So I think. I think for Newcastle, it's one of those where they've had a fantastic season, but Liverpool and Chelsea just aren't at it, are they? So they're completely out the top four race at the minute. So I think it, it, they're just in, in prime position now, as long as they're a bit consistent. So, yeah, I, I think Arsenal I think Arsenal will do it, to be fair. Um, Justin, who are you going with? For me, oh, I'm saying nailed on Man City. Really, I just I'm I'm I've, I've, I was shut down by saying this the other day on Twitter. Um, for me, Arsenal, uh, it's going to sound really weird because I just think they're in a false position. Yes, I know they've had a good season. Yes, but every time I watch them, 
I'm just, and I don't think their squad depth is that good either. Um, they've they've just about managed to sort of get by without Jesus, you know, and Ketty has come in and done a decent job. I, I don't know, just something about me saying about the Arsenal that that that, that they're they're not going to win the league, that they'll start to drop at some point. Their form won't continue. I might be very wrong. I, I, I often am. So, you know, you can beat me with this at the end of the season. I, I don't see Man United doing it. I don't think they're strong enough yet, although they're having a, currently on an unbelievable run. At some point, City will click again like they always do. They're having a dodgy spell, yet they're not a million miles away. And I still think Newcastle will finish out the top four. Really? I, I know they're two big shouts because I'm basically... <laughs> slagging off the two most informed teams and the two probably teams that have had the best season so far. But that's just how I see it. I might be wrong, but I think City to win the league. And I suppose the only other team that could, could pip up Newcastle at the moment, because Liverpool and Chelsea don't look like doing it, is Spurs. Yeah, my thing whether they can get the form together. The other day against Spurs was they were 2 0 up at half time and Spurs came out the better side. They were completely the better side in the second half. And I just felt like if they'd have lost that game, Arsenal, or Spurs had have scored, I felt like Spurs would have gone on to get something from the game. And the fact that they didn't makes me think, you know what, there's there's just something, I feel like it's just lined up for Arsenal for some I know what you mean. There's a, there's a massive game this weekend, isn't there? Isn't it Arsenal-Man United this yeah. weekend? Yeah. I mean, United are nine, nine wins in a row here, so... That's a huge game because if Arsenal win that one, I don't know. I, I, it's just my gutty instincts. I, I'm going off gutty and not particularly anything else. Um, that's what are you saying, Ryan? I'm saying 27 years of Manchester United rocking up at Villa Park and then we smashing 3 1 hurts them, <laughs> hurts them bad because yeah. they've gone on some run since since that game. I think they've won every single game at there and Rashford's, Rashford's on fire. Um, I, I'm going to agree with both of you. Luke, I'm going to agree with Arsenal. I think it's set up for Arsenal. Um, they've played some good stuff. Saka's looking good. Um, yeah, I fancy Arsenal. If they can get some reinforcements in in this January, if they can pick the right players to support that squad depth, because it is an issue, because if they get some injuries and... They're, they're always they're always good for a red card as well and a few suspensions, aren't mm. they, Arsenal? Um, it's just they've got to just remain calm because they've got a tendency to blow up sometimes, don't they? But um, I, re- I think it's a it's a massive game against Man United, and then I think at the mid Feb they've got uh, Manchester City at home. Then so I think twice? if they get yeah they've got to play them twice in there, but they've got them at home first, and I just think. If they can beat United and beat City at home, then I think they'll just have the the edge mentally. And Justin, I'm going to agree with you on the Newcastle. Just going back to Villa days under O'Neill, you know, when we had them wicked starts and we'd we'd be top of the league and flying and we just get to March and just just run out of steam. I, I, I just feel that Newcastle might do the same, but... It's only really Tottenham. Is it only yeah. really Tottenham that's challenging them at the minute? So, um, yeah, all to play for. And then City. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... Harland. Right. This might sound daft, but Harland, world class, isn't he? He's he's an animal. He's a beast. He's a goal machine. But has has he hampered them a little bit? Has he hampered their tick attacker style? And you know, it, I don't know. I just feel that. Like, 
City's like swagger and fluent play just ain't quite clicking. And I don't know. It's crazy to think. Is don't it you think they sport? always have? Like, just, don't you think they always have these little spells in the season when their things don't look right, and all of a sudden oof, it clicks in there yeah, off again. I do because they, they're capable of going and winning twenty games in a row. Easy, easy. we've seen them do it before. But yeah. then I just feel like they've dropped too many yeah. points this season, too many draws, defeats. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like they can be really got out this season. Where as before they drop the odd couple of points and then they go and win 10, 12 games in a row. So I don't I think, know. Just... I think your point. Of, I think that you make a good point, Ryan, because I think what. I think that the difficult thing for most teams in the Premier League, sort of, say, for example, below 10th, sort of like your average Premier League side, Man City's movement over the years has just been amazing, hasn't it? You know, running through channels, dragging people out of position, tick attack or whatever. I think the fact that they've got a hot, like a, a sort of like an out and out striker. It sort of just teams below that teams in the bottom half can sort of like occupy him a little bit, can't they? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think I think that's where they're having a bit of a breakdown in what they're normally like because I, I, I don't know whether like the five sub rulers helped as well because City will just wear you down and wear you down mentally, physically. But then when you can change half your team and you can put your lower blocks in your mid blocks in and you can reinforce that as the game goes on. Um, so I always thought the five sub would just help the, the top six teams, but you, you see more and more where these teams can can set up more defensively and, and go well, and get them, a draw go six point. to the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Works, though. <laughs> it does. It right, does, yeah. Cool. Let's get stuck into the predicted lineup then. Uh, let's have a look at how Aston Villa can line up against Southampton. Um I think it picks itself, don't it, really? I was going to say, I think this is the easiest uh, one I mean, of the season. It's got to be the easiest one. Uh, so, we'll just... While I'm filling it in, then we'll do, I'll just get your thoughts then on 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 what you expect, how we're going to beat them, and how we sort of stop Southampton from playing then, i.e. Ward-Prowse. So, um, go with you then, uh, Ryan. What type of game are you expecting? Um, I, I, I'm interested to see how Emery approaches this one because I don't think we can be too conservative in this one. I think we've got to we've got to get at them because obviously they're going to be buoyed by the Everton result and they're going to want to come out at the blocks, aren't they? So I think we've got to we've got to fight fire with fire a little bit, but. I don't know. I think Emery looks likes to take the sting out of the game, doesn't he? He likes to he likes to kill it, annoy, frustrate, and then second half attack and be ruthless, don't he? So um, I'm, I'd say we're favourites for this game, and this this is the first time we've gone into a away game really as a favourite and, and looking to to win the game. Um, you know, we I didn't really expect us to to beat Brighton. I didn't really expect us to beat Tottenham. But I'm sort of expecting us to beat Southampton on on Saturday. So um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward and I'm really intrigued to see how how Emery approaches this one. Yeah, I think going into it, thinking about how Southampton have played, then so they've beat Palace in the FA Cup, they've beat Man City at home in the Carabao Cup, and then they won a 
dogged, determined display against Everton, where both team, either team could have won it. It could have been a draw, and it was a bit of Ward Prayers magic that won it. So, you know, I think thinking of how they'd set up, I imagine that they would have confidence, they'd want to try and take the game to us a little bit. I expect us to try and, like you say, nullify what they tried to do in the first 10, 15 minutes. We have a spell and grow into the game, maybe nick a goal and then go from there. And I, and I just feel like if we assert ourselves properly with possession of the football, do all of the things that we do well and we should be doing right in this game, then I think worthy favourites. And, and I think we, we should probably... Sh- should go out and win this game because they're struggling down the bottom. They're they're not exactly playing blistering football. Um, So I think if we can keep Ward Prowse out the game, stop Che Adams like running through, or if we keep our high line nice and high and, and, and get the offsides, then I think we can, I think we can win. Justin, what are your thoughts as we edge closer? I think it's going to be a really interesting tactical game. I, I might be wrong with this, but is this the first time we've played against a 5-3-2 formation under Emery? I can't think of anyone else playing five sort of wing-backs, three at the back. Yeah. No, so, yeah. it's going to be very interesting because if you're not careful, that could overload us in the middle of the park unless we get it tactically right. I think Bailey and Buendia have got to keep their sort of wing-backs pen back. Elanusi and Walker-Peters, who I really like. I think he's... He's a really good fullback, um, and a player I'll possibly look at maybe to come into us next season if they go down because I, th- I really rate him at right back. I think he's a good player. He's playing currently sort of left wing back for him at the moment, so you've got to be careful because then they've got the three in the middle um, with obviously um, Ward Prowse playing as the ten. So if if we're not careful, th- they'll have three against our two. So yeah. it means Ramsey's got to maybe help out a little bit more. Centrally, or maybe so get on the sit a little bit more like this, a little bit. Possibly, it's good. This is what I'm saying. It's going to be a really interesting game because we're coming up against a different tactic, aren't we? So, if their fullbacks are allowed to bomb on, they've got two strikers instead of one, so they can almost get an overload on the flanks because we don't play with natural width. So it, that is why I'm saying Bailey, Buendia, and Ramsey have got to make sure whilst. They're giving us an outlet and a threat going forward. They've also got to make sure that they're doing it, to keeping their wing backs occupied. Otherwise, it could be overloaded. And if they're basically busy on the side, keeping them quiet, then you've got the three in the middle at Diallo, is it? Lavia and, and Ward Price in the centre. So because we play two sixes and sort of three asymmetric in front of them, it's going to be interesting to see which way. Emery decides to sort of counteract what they're doing, keep them quiet, whilst also giving us the opportunity to get forward and create chances. I actually think Moreno could be, you know, a key player for us on on Saturday, um, bombing up and down because you know that'll help sort of nullify the threat of their wing backs if our sort of left back can get forward, and then Young obviously, like we say, tucks in. Uh, you know, Moreno becomes sort of an, an auxiliary attacker, doesn't he, for us? So it is going to be interesting. They've almost got nothing to lose because they're rock bottom and they've got to start winning games. They've had a good week. 
the first 15, 20 minutes of me will tell us everything we need to know about this game. If we can just keep it quiet and even nick one in that first 20, I'd be over the moon going in at nil-nil at half-time and then saying, right, you know, the pressure is massively on them then to try and pick it up. So we could then hopefully then pick them off in the second half whilst they're maybe trying to go for the win. We can maybe pick them off and and do them on the break. Yeah. So it's going to be a good game. And that's the thing as well when you are down the bottom. It's like when you have a really good result and you win and you're still rock bottom. You know, it's like... It doesn't mean anything, does it? It's, it's like you've got the points, but you're still there. So there is still massive, massive pressure on Southampton because they've still got to keep winning and they have to find a way to, to win. So I think we're in a position where we go there and we're full of confidence, but it, it's really that there's more pressure on them, to be fair. so It's also one of the key things, obviously, you know, from going away, is keeping the, the home fans quiet and like you've just said they've had two decent results last week and they've they've got a little bit of a flickering of fight about them but if we just literally put that down straight away and dominate from the start maybe go one up it got you know hopefully two up their fans are going to go oh here we go here we go yeah. you know I thought it was too good to be true we're back you know we're back to where we was last week whereas the other way is they have a good first 10 score and then all of a sudden, it's a totally different game. Then you're really up against it. So, first 15, 20 is going to be massive. Um, if we can just get on top and stay on top, I think, given their need to try and win the game, I think we could definitely capitalise on that and, and open them up and, 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 you know, beat them that way. And I think we will start to be an away side which the home fans absolutely hate <laughs> because we don't give you an inch. We shit house when we need to. And I think we could be very, very frustrating. So I think playing sides like Southampton or anyone that's in and around the relegation zone, when there is a bit of summer on this game, I don't think we're a nice team to play against. So I have put Watkins up top because we have heard that he is back in training this week. Do you feel like we will go with Watkins, Ryan? Or do you think... Ings will come back to haunt Southampton. I think, given it's so early in the week and Watkins is already back training, then I think we'd go for Watkins. Uh, even though Danny Ings' record against former club excites me, um, I think Watkins away from home just gives you that bit more hold-up play. Um, brings brings the 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 uh, Brendia and Ramsey and Bailey into the game a bit more. Um, Ings, I do like Ings. He's so intelligent. His link-up play is superb, but he, he just hasn't got that one player to feed off. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, when you, Watkins when you is an it, outlet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But Ings needs that player to play off. And he's so intelligent. And you see the, the, the runs he makes and the players that he picks out. And his finishing is superb. But he's, he's just not suited to playing with Watkins or, or whoever else around him. He, just, he hasn't just got that, that focal point to play off. Um, so I think for this one, I think he will go, um, he will go Watkins. Yeah. What about Duran? <laughs> well, I, I'll be happy to see him. Perfect uh, outlet for Danny Ings there, mate. <laughs> Well, I've got a feeling he's going to be going back to that tournament. Um, 
I think, I, think, I think I read somewhere that he was, wasn't he? He's flying back yeah. for his medical and, and get the deal it's, done. Um, Emery's friends with, is it Carlos Baca? Um, and a, is he the manager of something in Colombia or something? So uh, I, I, I've got a vibe he might be going back, but um, I hope he don't. I, I hope he, you know, he has to stay. But um, cool, right? So we'll end it there then. Our predicted lineup slash chatting about everything else apart from Villa. Uh, but yeah, cheers everyone for watching. Make sure you watch the match uh, preview uh, and we'll have the press conference reaction as well. I think me and Justin are going to do that one um, on Thursday. And yeah, see you all later. Up the villa. Up the villa. Up the third shirt. Let's break that curve.